You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Which coast? Traveling east to west... Aaron laughed. No, he did No. <laughs> Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. <laughs> that, that, that goes for the media too. The bye yeah. week was uh Ooh, needed that, man. Definitely. It was good. I took Sunday off, honestly. I was uh, it was good to just not have to watch. I did end up watching a little bit in the morning. Terrible yeah. Germany game. Oh uh, yeah. I mean Frankfurt. Lord have mercy. They went from seeing that that good one between Casey and Miami to Bailey Zappi getting two <laughs> to getting two uh two minute drill opportunities. Oh, I was gonna say, but I guess it's not that early for y'all because 8 30 is not that bad that's about time you probably wake up anyway but i wasn't waking up at 6 30 for that one <laughs> here on the west coast that was not happening honestly because we had the i'm sending out this post on x really quick letting people know we live on the late night see if we get a different crowd maybe we get a little west coast crowd hey man you never know you never um, know um you know i've already had a little drink a little uh a little dinner a little drink with me on, on chiefs coast to coast <laughs> what are you what you sipping on man nothing good enough if we have real like if we have real sponsors they'll show us love they'll send us something something they they listen to if they listen to the pod enough they know what we like they know you enjoy what you enjoy out there in la so we'll, we'll see we'll see what comes through <laughs> were we talking about germany originally yeah, yeah. Bad game. I think Belichick's seat might be hot. It's definitely warm. But can you actually fire Belichick? Like, isn't he one of those guys that's just unfireable because of his resume? Does that list really like, exist? You're not, like, you're not firing Phil Jackson. You're not firing Andy Reid now. I know the Eagles, you know, but But now. you can peel, you can start to peel back some of the responsibilities a little bit. I mean, it's easier said than done. I'm just a podcast guy on a mic here. Obviously, I never made any of those decisions, but um, yeah. What about a late night crowd? I got some stuff off the court here before we get into before we get into Chiefs football. Coming off a bye week here, so there was a lot of a lot of off the court stuff, and of course, that's going to make it a little bit later in the show. But did you hear the new Larry June? This is a Larry June pod unofficially. Did you did you hear the new June? I actually haven't tapped in yet. Bro. Oh, come on. I, I've seen it, but I haven't tapped in yet. I'm weird when it comes to music. Like sometimes I don't like to tap in when stuff first releases because I wanted like the hype to die down a little bit, you know. And I just want to process everything, you know. I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming you have, so I'm assuming that is really good. It's solid. No spoilers. I'll give you a little bit more time. I know people aren't tapped yeah. in right away, but uh, yeah. I went to the show in Columbia. We recorded a pod in Columbia when I uh, was down there for the. The Great Escape Show, and I think this might be this is a joint project with Cardo. I think that I think this is solid. I mean, it's it's nice. I was planted after Mizzou's big win over Tennessee. Since you got your since you got your Jayhawk stuff one, I'm gonna show shout out Mizzou football for the big win, ranked number nine in the country right now in the college football poll. Uh, I was I was playing the new June after that. It was a good weekend uh, away from Chiefs football. What'd you do away from the bye week away from Chiefs? Oh, <laughs> uh, just spend time with the fam, man. No, yeah. Nothing too crazy, just really just kicking back, um, resetting, calling people back home in Kansas City, catching up with some friends and family and things of that nature. I didn't get yeah. a call. I mean, you know, we, we're, I, I talk to you a, a lot. I feel like, <laughs> you know, I talk to you enough. You know, that's why people have the, the pod is enough. You don't want to talk to me yeah. outside the pod. Yeah, we talk, we talk outside the pod every now and then. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. 
Don't do. I'm talking about people I haven't talked to in like weeks and months. Like, yeah, just you know, catching up on that. Um, actually, Serta put in the private chat said uh, Diana Rossini reported that there's supposedly a team interested in trading for Belichick this offseason. And before I even looked it up, I already had a team in mind. And sure and behold, there's a rumor that one of the, that team is the Chargers, which makes a lot of sense because I don't see Belichick going to a team that doesn't have at least a top 10 quarterback or already. I saw the commanders floated around today as well. Look, I don't think Belichick is done. I think if it's done for him in New England, that's one thing, but I don't think he's just going to walk away from the game on that note at all. Um, it's, it's interesting to see, though, worst it's ever been in the New England era. Like, we're going to talk a lot about the AFC playoff picture here on Chiefs Coast to Coast, episode 64, and it's wild that New England doesn't, doesn't feature into that because a lot of my childhood they did, but – it's a new era now and a new episode of Chiefs Coast to Coast. Let's get into it, Mark Gunnels, episode 64. I'm out here in KC. Steven Serta is as well. He's behind the board. Mark Gunnels, episode 64. We'll talk Chiefs bye week. A lot of weird stuff. I mean, we're going to pop down Argentina for something. Mahomes reveals some things about his, his undergarments that, you know, it wasn't new news necessarily, but it, it deserves some revisiting. So we're going to. We're going to check in on Mahomes' underwear, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> then I'm going to get Mark Gunnels on wax as we look ahead to the second half in the postseason for the Kansas City Chiefs as they try and defend their Super Bowl title. We'll preview that Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Monday Night Football from GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Can't do that without y'all, man. And actually, I just saw on X, Mark Gunnels, the new time. It might be popping. There's some people over here watching. You know, it's tapped in. I saw that number was... Was kind of high, different crowd in there. If you tapped in with us, let us know where you're watching from, or you can leave a voicemail, 816-514-1267 is our voicemail line, whether it's on X, Facebook, wherever, tap in with us. The podcast review section, I'm still going through that. Wherever y'all let us know, you're rocking with us from Chiefs Coast to Coast. Uh, did you see what Travis Kelsey was up to during the bye week? You're our resident Swifty. You 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 couldn't miss it because the algorithms algorithmed on this one, and they didn't allow you to miss this. If you had ever tweeted about the Kansas City Chiefs, posted once about them on any social media platform, if you have even thought about the Kansas City Chiefs in your mind one day, your phone immediately that morning was like, oh, my God, Taylor Swift ran into uh, Travis Kelsey's arms in Argentina. And <laughs> she added his name into one of her lyrics. Yeah, Karma is that guy <laughs> on, the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, um, no, coming straight home to me. finish the bar out. You know, yeah. my bad. Sorry, this is finish the bar out because Mark Gunnels, Some people are worried that Travis Kelsey going straight home to Taylor Swift is stopping him from going straight home to the film room or going straight home to possibly another Lombardi trophy. Are you worried that Travis Kelsey is doing a little, a little too much in the bye week? No, I'm, I'm not worried at all. He's the least of my concerns. When it comes to that offense, um, I mean, he knows it more than better than anybody, right? He's been here even before Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, let's not forget that he's been here for a long, long time with Andy Reid. So I, I'm not concerned about that at all. You know, people want to create a story. I get it. It, it, it sells. It, it gets you views and things of that nature. But it's a lot of fluff. I mean, the guys on a bye week. He spent a few days out there. I, I don't see the big deal. He's back. He's back in the room now, and they don't play until Monday. Like it's not like it's even a Sunday game. You know, you got yeah. that extra day as well. So, yeah, I have no problem with it at all. And like I told you before, and I and I fully embrace that I am the resident Swifty on Arrowhead Pride. I take great nasty. honor in that. That's disgusting. I take you have you honor. have no shame. We need to bring back shame. <laughs> that's shameless oh man i mean what's wrong with it we're talking about arguably the biggest artist in the world right now uh she actually makes good music man i really tapped in recently and i went back into the archives and i'm like okay like i, I feel that okay this is slapping in the airpods okay it's slapping in the whip i see you taylor I see you tay tay so yeah man um I'm all in. Aaron's not all in, which is fine. <laughs> but like I said before, man, 
I'm from that city. I'm from Kansas City. I've been a Chiefs fan my entire life, Aaron. I've been waiting for the Chiefs to get some recognition. So anything that's going to give them even more clout and views and whatever, trending, all of the above, I am for it because this is not going to last forever, Aaron, like this era of Chiefs football. And it was already like that with the winning, obviously, the last five years, five straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowl wins. But then you add this on top of it. The biggest, arguably the biggest artist in the world is part of Chiefs Kingdom. That just, it's amazing, bro, because now it's going to start a whole new wave of fans. Forget being America's team. The Chiefs are the world's team, Aaron. Mark Gunnels has found another place in this, in this unique space that we operate in, the sports media, Kansas City Chiefs landscape. Mark Gunnels has created a lane for himself somehow, some way. And he has found another way where he can front run in this whole thing. He has found the biggest artist that he can just latch on to. Nobody else has done what Mark Gunnels is doing right now, and he does it so well. Let's hear from Travis Kelsey on the latest episode of New Heights about being down in Argentina and, and, and hearing the lyric. To officially be the guy on the Chiefs. <laughs> you mean karma? Yeah, no, I had no clue. Might have had a little bit of a clue. Definitely when I heard it come out of her mouth, still shocked me. I was like, oh, she really just said that. All right. You were so shocked you left Scott hanging. <sighs> Scott's over here looking for a high five. Mr. Swift, I apologize, big guy. I never miss a high five, too. Big high five guy. It's the most electric thing you can do at an event. He even had your Chiefs lanyard on. Got him over here to the good side, baby. What are we doing, Scott? One by one, getting all the good ones to come on over, man. You're going to let this man's devilishly good looks and relationship with your daughter sway you from a <laughs> lifetime of fandom, Scott? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Might have persuaded him at dinner the night before when I met him. No, did you uh, maybe who knows he's a huge football guy he played college ball what position i think he was a linebacker linebacker turned center ironically enough we'll have to get together and talk some center shop one day all right now for those of you who haven't seen uh all the videos we can of cut it on now. your tiktok and your um so a couple things because you know i do 610 every every tuesday with c dot and he kind of poised the same thing is it gonna be a distraction are, are you worried that you know, this is just too much. Like we we have reached the oversaturation point. And I think of the words that James Harden said when he got to the Clippers. Travis Kelsey is not a system player. He is the system. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to give 110% to every aspect of learning the ins and outs and how Pat wants to do this and that. He he's the living embodiment of what they do. Like it, he doesn't. I, to think that this is an issue is silly. And I think that Scott Pioli's point was actually pretty his, – his comments on NFL Network made the rounds. We can kind of wrap on this about Kelsey. But, like, I think that Andy Reid has given his guys just at every turn. You've heard from players that say that Andy Reid lets you to be you. That's one of the biggest things Frank Clark said last year about the reason why he loved being in Kansas City and always thought that was a place that he would end his career is because Andy Reid lets his players' personalities shine through. He lets them – do what they would need to do outside of the office, but understand that when they get inside those four walls, it's all about football. I have no worry about Travis Kelsey being able to do that because he's one of the guys that is the foundation of that whole statement. Yeah. I mean, you made a good point about saying he is the system, you know, like they do things evolving around him. So yeah, I, I mean, the guy's the ultimate professional. It's, it's nothing. It's not a talking point for me at all. It really isn't, but I understand why people want to, created make it a, a narrative i get it the mahomes underwear thing that's nasty dog <laughs> apparently well not apparently he was on the manning cast for that god-awful monday night football game we'll talk about the buffalo bills and their implosion a little bit later as we look ahead to the afc playoff picture but patrick mahomes was the first quarter guest with eli and payton and this story kind of resurfaced this is classic reaggregation about him wearing these same pair of underwear that Britney gave him for every game. Is that, is that hip hop or not? Is that, is that a, are you looking, <laughs> we hooped together the, when you were here in KC, you know, if, if you saw me put on some underwear that looked a little tattered and like, <laughs> would you look at me different? Are we looking at Pat different yeah. after finding out this news? Yeah, for sure. I would look at you. I would look at you differently for sure. <laughs> 
I'll be like, man, like I thought you were a cleaner guy than that. You know, I'll be disappointed. I think it's like a superstition thing, though, right? Is, is that what is that what it comes down to? I mean, that's what he said. So I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I know a lot of guys have their superstitions. You know, I think this is a pretty interesting one to say the least. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't argue with the results. So I mean, apparently, I guess it's working. So I'm not gonna be mad at it but it's something that i wouldn't do personally like i'm i'm not doing that i i can't do that man i'm i'm washing them i'm i'm buying new pairs um yeah actually i actually need to go buy a new pair as we speak actually it's about that time yeah i, I don't, don't surprise me i don't play about that man I, I keep i keep fresh fresh pairs they're gonna do patrick mahomes's underwear like they got to get the canton treatment they got to like <laughs> starch them up you know, once he finally is done, right? Like, because he's going to wear those. At this point, my understanding is, and how I heard this and read this story is, I mean, he's going to be wearing those every snap of his NFL career, essentially. Like, he never taken, he's never taken those off. But eventually, when it's all said and done, and he retires, Mark Gunnels and Mav will be a grown-ass man by then. Everybody <laughs> will be old. Serta and, and me and you will be doing the pod from, I don't know, and somewhere in our late 30s and 40s. And... They'll have to starch those up and put those in Canton. Mahomes' underwear. Hey, why not? I'm, I'm I'm sure they have weirder things in Canton that that we haven't seen before. So, I mean, why not for maybe the greatest quarterback of all time? Are you not superstitious about anything? You're not superstitious at all. I used to have one thing, like, but it wasn't working too well. Like back when the the dark days of the Chiefs. Mm. On third down, my uncle would have this thing we'll do like do this. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Do that again. Thank you. Do that again. Wait, so are you just like power fingering some yeah, like, like on third down like, <laughs> to the TV? <laughs> but they were converting a lot of those third downs. <laughs> that didn't really work that well during those days. It I was like I was like eleven or twelve at the time. I've had a Chiefs fan tell me something similar that they had during the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, not the first one, but the one against San Francisco. Um, this is before Wasp, that they had someone in the room hold up a fork and they couldn't put a fork down until the Chiefs took the lead. And it worked, essentially. Wow. <laughs> From every, every point on then, they started holding up a fork. I, I, don't, I don't remember how that worked, but that, there was a lot of comebacks that year for Kansas City. And I'm sure a lot of superstitious fans born out of the success they've been having recently. It looks like they're going to have more success going forward coming out of this bye week. We know Andy Reid's record after the bye week. We talked about that on episode 63. Um, but Andy Reid talked for the first time since the post-game Frankfurt. He talked on Monday via Zoom, as he usually does, and kind of caught us up on what the bye week was like getting back into the building and what the goals are for the second half of the season. But I think, Matt, that there's plenty of things we can work on and you know it's it's all great what the record is and that but you know the the main thing that we focus we don't care about that we care about uh, improving in all three phases and there's there's room to do that um and phrase does a great job with keeping us abreast during the after every game and then um uh, and then you you do you have a little bit more time to kind of uh, work on some things and look through them maybe a little at a little slower pace but um but i would tell you yes there, there's things that we 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 can get better at classic eric Bienemy, right like there's always work to be done football is like farming there's always work to be done you're never done with the work you're always chopping wood andy reed is not sitting on his laurels because kansas city is atop the AFC like he knows that the offense is not playing their full potential we heard the the murmurs from Peter King about this meeting between Andy Reid and Matt Nagy after the Frankfurt game so we know at the very least there's been discussions since since the game about what needs to be done to be fixed and, and the kingdom's aware of that I, I think all three phases is the interesting part because for me Kansas City's defense has given you everything they got. I mean, hell, they won you a couple of these games here. Like, yeah, I see there's a little room to grow, but as long as they keep playing the way they have, in my eyes, uh, they could drag this team to another Lombardi trophy. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And even the special teams, I mean, besides maybe the punt return team, <laughs> uh, you know, catching punts within the 10 yard line and fumbling, that's not cool. But how about Harrison Bucker? You know, we don't talk about him when he's doing good. He's been the best kicker in football this year, Aaron. He's been perfect. I don't think he's missed anything. I think he's 18 for 18. I was looking up the stats earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't, and he's made all his extra points, I believe, as well. So, I mean, he's been spotless. So that was, that's a welcome sign. The coverage team has been really good. Punt and kick, kick, kick coverage team has been well. And you talk about the defense. So for me, it's mainly just this offense, you know, being consistent and actually putting points on the board. Cause you look at yards. They're actually near the top in yards. You know, they drive the ball for the most part, but it's been that red zone offense that has been sputtering. The play calling and situations. Obviously, we know about the third and shorts, right? The fourth and shorts. And you're going against a team this week who is probably the best in the league when it comes to third and shorts and fourth and shorts because all they're going to do is do that tush push, which is unstoppable. I mean, I haven't seen nobody stop it ever. So, yeah, it, those, it's interesting to see the two different contrasts in the matchups there when we talk about short yardage situations. But, yeah, man, after a bye, we know Andy Reid's record. We talked about it last week. Probably the best coach maybe ever after a bye if you look at the win percentage. So I do expect him, Nagy, they've been in the room. They've been doing some self-assessments, the midway point. You know, being very honest, I'm sure it's been some really tough conversations. So I do expect them to come out and have a good showing this week. Well, they don't have to be tough conversations. What conversations do you think we're having? We could just recklessly speculate here. I mean, we are making content. This is a podcast for a Chiefs yeah. blog. What are the tough conversations that you think were had? I, I think Peter King said it was a 17-minute conversation between the Chiefs and uh, – between not the Chiefs, excuse me, between Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, and offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. Obviously, the offense hasn't looked itself. What was it? Nine points in Denver, zero touchdowns, and then the 14 points just in the first half alone, shut out in the second half against the Dolphins. What is the conversation that had to be had for Kansas City when we talk about self-scouting and looking in the mirror offensively? Well, for me, it's three things that stand out. And one of them I just mentioned, and that is the short yardage play calling. Uh, I think you know, at times they get really, really cute when you have Pacheco back there. You have probably the best interior offensive line in the league, and you refuse to just do the simple play and use it uh, during those situations. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Another part of it is Kadarius Tony. That's a tough conversation you have to have. I know Andy talked about him. You know, they're trying to get him through the season healthy, and I get all of that. But – he could be a difference maker. I, I think he's your most explosive receiver. Maybe him or Rice, you can argue. But I think when he has the balls in his hands, he Hey, you. <laughs> that was nuts. You're crazy. Hey, yo. <laughs> you are wild. <laughs> when he has the football in his hands, Kadarius Tony tends to make plays. Uh, I think he's very physical. He's explosive. He's fast. He dances a lot. But I do think he's a guy that could unlock some things when it comes to this offense. But they're not even giving him the opportunity. He's not even running real football receiver routes. <laughs> hey, yo, the first comment, yo, that was nuts. Sir, you got you to you clip that one. <laughs> You got to that one. Yo, so we're speaking of the bye week here on Chiefs Coast to Coast, <laughs> episode 64, Mark Gunnels, Aaron Ladd, Steven Serta behind the board. You talked about Kadarius, Tony. And let's shuffle some things around on the show sheet and just get right into it. Let's get you on wax. We're going into the second half of the season for Kansas City. We saw what they gave us in the first half. I got a couple numbers here. KC is 7-2 and two, entering the next half of their schedule and i want to get your overs and unders i'll give you some numbers for the first half you'll predict if they're going to be over the number or under very simple here on chiefs coast to coast but these are on wax we're making sure we mark these down geo on youtube said that was wild <laughs> Kadarius tony in the first half obviously the first game happened 
that was a disaster. He has 127 total receiving yards in the first half. Mark Gunnels, will he go over or under 250 receiving yards in the second half of the regular season? Well, considering there's one less game, because they've already played nine games. So that means you have, what, eight left? Correct, yes. That would be how math yeah. works. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go to Mizzou, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to go under, right? I mean, I have to. And I, I don't want to. Like, it shouldn't be under. But just based on what we were just talking about, I'm not sure if they're going to really use them. So the, the the capability should be definitely over. But I just I'm worried about usage. So I got to go under. You mentioned usage and you mentioned Andy Reid. So let's hear from the Chiefs head coach. Asked about Kadarius Tony's usage, usage so far because really hasn't been very active. I think it was only seven snaps in the Germany game. Here's Andy Reid on Kadarius Tony in the second half. Um, we'll just keep keep coming with him. You know, he's. I just want to remind remind everybody that he did have the knee surgery, so we're we're taking it we're taking it easy with him. Uh, up to this point and um and so just making sure he's he can make it through the year and uh in good health i'm going under as well and i think that's the smart play because Kadarius tony i mean for for so long we were questioning could he play would he be available to play <laughs> now he's available to play i don't know if he has the confidence and i don't know if the opportunity is there like i think a lot of it was timing like when the Chiefs got Kadarius Tony, he could have he factored into the mix immediately and showed us what he could do. But by the time he was healthy again to show us those things, with more faces in the room, they traded for McCole Harbin. Rasheed Rice has emerged. Travis Kelsey came back in the mix. I think Kadarius, and now he's not even on the punt return, uh, which was where we saw him make the most impact in that Super Bowl game. Speaking of that, your boy C Dot goes to X and says Kadarius Tony's Super Bowl punt return is incre- incredibly overvalued let me read that again i stumbled over my words Kadarius tony's super bowl punt return is incredibly overvalued i disagree with that because i see and we'll i'll toss it back to you on this no matter what he gives you i think the trade mate was worth it because that play essentially turned the tide of that super bowl it gave you a goal to go yardage situation off a of special teams play that's, that's essentially a touchdown off of a special teams play like you're undervaluing in that situation. You're undervaluing the value of a Super Bowl win, but I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? And maybe Kadarius Tony second half. Yeah, I totally disagree with C dot on that. There we go. That was overvalued. I mean, that was probably <laughs> the most important play of the game. You could argue it, it really swung the momentum there. And I mean, you didn't give up much to get him. It's not like you. You traded the house to get Kadarius Tony, and he's super cheap. So what was the trade, sir? Can you? What was it like a fourth? Was it a fifth? Yeah, it was. It was like a middle round pick. It wasn't nothing crazy for sure. So I mean, I think yeah, it was a uh, it was a comp third. Okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I I think that's fine. <laughs> that you. But I mean, uh, okay, I'll push back a little bit though. 127 yards was that the stat I gave? 127 yeah. total receiving yards. Yeah in the first half like that that's that's a bust that that is not i mean got we were talking into this year sort of said a comp third and a sixth you, you're coming into this year we we recorded podcasts and you told me Kadarius tony was going to be the wide receiver one and, and confidently i think andy reed even said that at one point no actually uh, I, said, I said sky Moore. actually <laughs> <laughs> i mean somebody has to be it i mean <laughs> You just made it worse. <laughs> I mean, did I? I mean, did you? yes. He has more yards than Kadarius Tony, though. But who will have more yards in the second half? Sky Moore. Yeah, Sky Moore. For sure. There was a – I didn't see who, who put it out, and so I excuse me for talking on this without crediting who it was, but Andy Reid's still very invested in Sky Moore. He, he like, still – I mean, they, they're not punting on sky more. And I don't think that you can as well, because you got him. I mean, like in the grand scheme of things, you can have him up to five years on a rookie contract, all things considered. Like, why would you give up 
this early like especially you could just say it hasn't worked yet like like let's keep tinkering let's keep trying like that could be part of the self-scouting thing i know we kind of got off the rails here but we're both going under on Kadarius tony yeah and then over over on sky more over Kadarius tony second half yeah I, i don't see how you can't considering what andy said about both the guys he just basically told you that we're slow playing Kadarius Tony throughout the year so he can get through the year healthy to the playoffs. And he just talked about how he's still very bullish on Sky Moore. So just taking those two quotes, you have to take Sky Moore. How about we're moving on on wax, our second half predictions over under uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs as the regular season rolls on after the bye week. 103. I'll round it up. 104 rushing yards per game for Kansas City in the first half. Jarek McKinnon was mostly a decoy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't even make the trip to Frankfurt. It seems like it's Isaiah Pacheco's unit to lose, but I wonder if he's going to be a guy that you can count on on all three downs. He seems like somebody that gets nicked up here and there and needs somebody else to at least get like eight or nine good carries in between those to kind of um, I don't want to say water it down, but kind of give him a little break. I mean, give him, give him, a, give him some breathing room. One hundred and four rushing yards per game. Do you think over under in the second half for Kansas City's running back room, Mark Gunnels? I'm gonna say over here. I'm gonna say over. I think considering the weather changing, uh, Thanksgiving's next week, Aaron. I don't know if you're aware or not. I know we're doing a pod on Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> So I think as the weather changes here, obviously it's pretty cold in Kansas City in the winter. I, I think you rely a little bit more on the running game, and I think you establish your identity uh, and that we're still a physical football team. Like we mentioned earlier, the lack of running the ball on third and short, being cute on those situations, I don't think you're going to see that much in the second half of the season, hence to the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I feel pretty comfortable going over on this one. What do you know about the cold in Kansas City in the winter? Uh, only just 25 years of it. You ain't, you ain't never been to Kansas City in the winter, Todd? This guy. <laughs> I stamped your passport anytime recently. This guy's crazy. Uh, Mr. Georgia boy. <laughs> um, I'll actually go under here. I think, look, I don't know who. They haven't shown us the propensity to run Jarek McKinnon really at all. But don't you think now in the second half, kind of what they did last year, Kind of save him for this time of the year. But all his touchdowns were on re- were on receptions. He well, still, but he was still getting some carries though. They essentially have a running back and a half right now, and it, this bet to me is basically: Do you have Isaiah Pacheco averaging a hundred yards a game on the ground for the rest of the season? And I'd say no because there's no way. I mean, they don't show they don't show us a propensity to consistently run the ball enough. Like, if I don't know, like. I'll take the under closely. I can see him getting 100 all-purpose yards, but 100 yards per game on the ground, I I don't know. I'll take the under there. How about some quicker ones as we go here and try and go on wax on Chiefs coast-to-coast? Points per game in the first half, 23 per game. I'm going over easy. The offense sputtered, and it's crazy when you throw in that Chicago game that this number is in there, but the Denver games, I'm going over. I think they score a lot of points on Monday night as well. Over 23 points a game for the second half of the regular season for me. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think this is probably the easiest one you gave so far. I mean, we saw the offense at its lowest, considering the standard. I mean, there was still a top 12 offense in the league. I know that may sound crazy to a lot of people, but it still was top 12 uh, based on any metric you look at. But as far as the standard for the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes era, it's been very uh, mid, as Aaron and the kids would say. Um, so I, I think you got to go over here. Uh, this team is going to start clicking. You would imagine once you start getting this playoff push and you know, they're pushing for the one seed right now, they have the clear path for that. And we talked, we'll talk about, it, I'm sure here soon, but everything that could go right went right this past weekend for the chiefs, not even playing a game. We will get to that. Only 22 touchdowns for Kansas city in the first half. I thought that was an interesting number. Definitely think we see more for Mahomes and company 
And I also want to see more fourth down attempts. I want to go over on this number. The Chiefs were three of seven on fourth down in the first half. I think both of those numbers go up in the second half. I don't know. I, I just want Mahomes to have the ball. When the Chiefs have the ball on all, like, don't obviously they're not going to do the fake punt or fake field goal thing that they tried in the first. Like, I think Andy has learned his lesson from that and understands, like, I'm good. I'm going to try and give 15 those opportunities going forward. But if the Chiefs need to dream up their own tush push, brotherly shove, if they need to do Blake Bell in that position, if they need to figure out where you hand it under the dude who passed it to the guy behind him, did you see that play in college? Yeah. Like let, let let's let the offense get four chances at ten yards instead of three chances at ten yards. Like I, I just think KC would be more successful offensively if they did that. You know what's funny about that on the Manning cast on Monday night when the Broncos had the ball, it was like a fourth and two or something like that. And yeah. they kicked the field goal, and Mahomes was like, "Go for it! What are they doing?" Like he was like he was doing the thing. <laughs> The fingers, you know, you know how you be doing the like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did that a couple times actually on the on the pro, on the broadcast when it was a fourth and short and the teams didn't go for it. So it was just kind of cool to see that him at his house, like still advocating for teams to go for it. So you know when it's him, and we see it, you know, but just imagine like the mic'd up version, like he's probably livid when they don't go for it in those situations. So yeah, I think um, I think they go for it. Probably you might see it a couple times on Monday night, Aaron. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. I just want to see them be more aggressive, man. And, and maybe like, you think they don't feel like their margin for error as, is as much? Maybe they don't have as many possessions in the game, but with the defense playing you the way it is, the best defense in football. Score, I mean, the defense is giving you touchdowns the way it is. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, ah, I'll be screaming that from the mountaintops. I'll die on that hill. The Chiefs need to go for it more on fourth down. You mentioned it during the bye week. The Chiefs didn't play a game, but it felt like they won anyway. And it's because a lot of teams around them lost. Ravens lose, Bengals lose, Jags lose, Chargers lose, and then the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen. That was <laughs> the 12 men on the field. It was a lot of jokes on social media afterwards. I, I honestly remember the night that the Chiefs won the that, that divisional round game, the 13 seconds game. I, I couldn't believe, I was in shock, and I didn't do anything. I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, like, I was walking around the rest of that day, like, I can't believe the Chiefs won this game. Can't believe the Chiefs won this game. I remember telling myself multiple times, like, I couldn't imagine being a part of that game, being a part of the building and the fallout of that, and then trying to build it back together. It just feels like they are 
trying to relive or recapture some of that momentum. Offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey let go this week. Uh, what is it, Joe Brady, who took over? Yeah. It's yep. uh, the, the Bills. <laughs> it's not pretty. Right now, the AFC standings are as follows. Kansas City 1, Baltimore 2, Jacksonville 3, Miami 4, Pittsburgh 5, Cleveland 6, Houston 7. That is of Wednesday when we record these shows. I mean, take what you want from the Bills, Mark Gunnels, or take what you want from just the AFC picture as it sits for Kansas City entering the second half. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, you have the clear path right now for the one seed because not only are you do you have the best record at seven and two, now the Ravens have played an extra game. They're seven and three right now, but they have three AFC losses. Aaron, the Chiefs only have one AFC loss. That matters, especially when you, you don't play the Ravens head to head this year. So you have that in your bag. Obviously, you beat the Jags head to head. And you beat the Dolphins head to head, who are three and four respectively. So I mean, it's 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 right there. I mean, it's pretty clear. I think, I think if you win thirteen games, it's a lock that you're the one seed. I think even twelve and five probably gets you the one seed, considering you probably will own all the tiebreakers there. So I, I, yeah, I think I hate this. You know, no, I don't hate to say it. Let me, let me not say that. I don't hate to say you it. love to say that. I actually yeah. screenshotted one of your posts because I need it, it was just so it was so I, Mark. I, I think it's I think it's pretty much lock barring a major injury for the Chiefs. I, I don't see how they don't get the one seat. I really don't, Aaron. You and, don't and hate I, you don't hate to say that. You love to yeah, say I don't that. hate to say it. That's why I, I caught myself. <laughs> I, I love to say it because everything just fell perfectly, man. I mean, even if you lose to the Eagles, hypothetically, right? It's the NFC team. And you still will be in first place in the AFC. And what is what is the what is the post, not the tweet? What is the post that you screenshotted? I can't. Uh, of course, I can't find it now that the moment is right. I can't. Ah, uh, Aaron Ladd choked. It was. <laughs> it was something like, oh, every, it's another year of the AFC Arrowhead Invitational. I'm like, what? Am I lying? It's going to be another year of Aaron Ladd on the field in, in AFC Championship game, January, whatever, the 28th or whatever the date is, and you'll be on the field interviewing some uh, hype players after the game. The smoking on that Joe Burrow made a made a resurfacing this week. Yeah, that just so see Every few weeks, people just, like, rediscover that <laughs> clip, and it just – but no, honestly, though, Aaron, after I laid everything out the way I did, how did the Chiefs not get the one seed? I don't see how, unless they collapse. Look, man, I think uh, we're currently looking at the AFC playoff picture here on Chiefs Coast to Coast, episode 64. Because uh, the only just, team that you can really even maybe say is the Ravens, but they're in the, they, they may lose tomorrow to the Bengals. Like, they're in the AFC North. Like, I just don't, yeah. I don't see it. We got a lot of ball left. I, I think it's all about peaking at the right time. It's all about being healthy at the right time. Kansas City's not playing their best ball either right now. So I even feel weird scoreboard watching or like st standings watching. Like I always figure can Kansas City is going to be in the mix. Like I don't think I, don't, I never go into the year thinking, oh, are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to host a home game? Like I, the standard for them is hosting the AFC championship game. So like, until I really see any, we always say, when is the year that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to go on the road in the playoffs? Right now, it still doesn't look like this year is going to be that year. It's kind of crazy to say that. But there's a lot of ball left to be played. And we'll wait and see. I I'm willing to yellow light. I'm, can I yellow light lad one good time out of the uh, bye week? I thought we were. I thought we retired the yellow light, man. The yellow light is alive and well, man. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this, though. Can I ask you this? Yeah. So, right after all these teams lost, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? You, you just so FS1, Lord of mercy. Who, who's the biggest threat? Like, who's the biggest threat? Jacksonville, maybe if they can get their thing together, Trevor Lawrence. Wax thirty four to three. 
Yeah, but I'm not in the business of making this making large judgments off of one week in the National Football League. Like I, I know better than that. I'm willing to like, I'm willing to yeah, wait until the end of like the year. A, this is a team like that's a, that was a judgment game though. Like at least be competitive. There are no judgment games in November. The judgment games happen in January and February, and you should know when that. When you're Jacksonville, though, a team that's still trying to prove yourself, playing against the Niners who just lost three in a row, and you're at home, that is a statement game. I, I, I don't, I don't agree with you saying there's no like. So who's your biggest threat? Game the Kansas City Chiefs. They're their own biggest threat. I'm being honest. There's no. I'm, I'm being perfectly honest. Like they beat themselves. Like this team should be undefeated right now. They should be undefeated. You have five turnovers against the Broncos. You literally self-imploded. And then if Kadarius Tony can catch one pass, can catch one pass against Detroit, you win that game. This team should be 9-0 right now, but I digress. Thank you for your sports take from the 1990s. The Chiefs are the only team that can beat themselves, Mark Gunnell says here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. The AFC doesn't impress me, bro. I'm sorry. Let's get to our Chiefs preview. Stop it. Stop it. You can't do this. You can't escape. You can't make these plays. You can't make these throws. Come on, give us a sneak preview. Chiefs preview. How about a little uh, transaction that happened over the bye week? Before we get into the preview. That was my first cough this show, which I think should be allowed because the wine, I'm like dehydrated. It's like all in there. Um, on Tuesday, the Denver Broncos waived defensive tackle Keandre Coburn. Chiefs drafted the 23-year-old out of Texas in the sixth round of last year's draft. But remember, they waived him to make room for not only Charles Aminahue, but also the McCole Hardman transaction that was that year. Or excuse me, that was that week. They had they needed two spots, needed to clear up a guy. Keandre Coburn was that guy. And I think Kansas City played Denver twice over that span, if I'm not mistaken. But no matter what. He is now cleared waivers since then and is free to sign with whoever team he wants to. Is this somebody you want to see back in the kingdom? Yeah, why not? You just drafted him like seven months ago and you didn't really get to see much of him. So I don't, I don't see why not. You know, just bring him back on the practice squad and, and see if you can develop him. I don't, I don't see no harm in that. There was a big outcry when he got cut. It was almost like with the Chiefs lost Chris Jones. Like when, when, when the Keandre Coburn waving happened, it, they almost had to send out a thank you graphic over the team's social media account because he was so beloved by the <laughs> fan base. I understand that he was trying to fill that like Colin Saunders role. Yeah. And people really miss Saunders and he's been balling out in New Orleans. He's a big reason why I think a lot of people, you know, his like brother is a backup dancer for Taylor Swift. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I did see that actually. There was like that story there and maybe that's the connection on the, on the Travis thing, but. Coburn, I, I I think KC, if he ends up back at Arrowhead, I would not be surprised at all. How about an injury update? We don't get a fresh one this week on the pod. I'm sorry, but it's because of the Chiefs. You can blame them. They're playing on a Monday, so they pushed their practice schedule back. A normal Wednesday for the Chiefs will be on Thursday this week. So we're still relying on the injury report from, hell, 12 days ago, the Friday before Frankfurt. That's like an eternity in an NFL world. Like, <laughs> like so much could have possibly changed. But this is the last look at the injury report that we can offer you here on the pod. Clyde edwards Lair didn't travel with an illness. I'm guessing he'll be back over the 12 days. Willie Gay was questionable into that game. Played and played extremely well. I don't think I don't think that they limit the way I don't think they limit Miami the way they did without the way that he played specifically in the run game. Uh, it was a lower back injury for him, but he registered limited practices to close out the week. So maybe he's good to go. And then Richie James, that's that's someone that we will keep our eye on here. And I want to get your opinion on that, actually, Mark Gunnels. Richie James was somebody they brought over. He had had a decent output in New York with Daniel Jones, got injured, placed on IR, was supposed to be a special teams impact guy. Um, then there was the rumbling that he might get traded. But he stayed through this trade deadline, was listed questionable as well right before Frankfurt. Did he play in Frankfurt? No. He didn't play in Frankfurt. Is he somebody that can make an impact down the stretch? Potentially. I mean. <laughs> I'm just asking for anybody. Help. 
Help Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if you look at it just from recent history, last year he had nearly 600 yards. That was last year. That that, that was like this ain't last year. Yeah, but I'm just saying that was last time we saw him on the field. He almost had 600 yards receiving with Daniel Jones at quarterback, and you could argue that's that makes him the second best or the second most trusted receiver on this team just off of what he did last year behind maybe MVS, who's, you know, been solid for a few years in Green Bay. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, obviously Rasheed Rice is looking good. He's just a rookie. Sky Moore hasn't done anything. Kadarius Tony's in the bubble wrap. I mean, Justin Ross is no longer there. There, there, the is, there is room for Richie James potentially to come into this room and make an impact. I don't see why not. We would talk about how bad this room is. So I think it would be crazy to say that he has no chance to get in there and, and make a, make an impact. So I, I think he does. I'm not, so, I'm, not, I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying I think he has the opportunity to make an impact. I don't know. Let's monitor and see if he's – I mean, if he's not active, if he was questionable for the Frankfurt game, I expect him to be ready to go after uh, all the time. And then coming into uh, – this game after the bye week. Couple of notes on Philly. Travis Kelsey will play JC Kelsey for the fifth time in his career after facing him in the Super Bowl. Patrick Holmes, 2 0 in his career against the Eagles in the regular season and postseason. Andy Reid was coach of the Eagles. He was 3 0 against the Chiefs then. As coach of the Chiefs, he's 4 0 against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs are currently on a four game winning streak against the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought that was kind of surprising. That includes a Super Bowl win. Of course, Nick Bolton recovered a fumble for 36 yards and a score in that game. How about in October of 2021? Mahomes throwing five touchdowns and three to Tyreek Hill. So Kansas City's been on a little hot streak against Philadelphia. They welcomed them in on this Monday, Monday Night Football. At GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. What's your read on this? We're, we're kind of going long on this pod. I mean, is the late night is the late night pod where is that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's you and your wine. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> but I, I think for this game, one thing that you didn't mention on the other side, as far as injury report the Eagles will be without Dallas Goddard in this game. That's huge. He's Jalen Hurts' safety blanket. I mean, he's the guy in the middle of the field. He's a mismatch nightmare. He's a, I'll probably say he's top five tight end. I think you can say that pretty comfortably. And yeah, we saw him in the Super Bowl, right? He made some crazy catches in that Super Bowl like, yeah. on, on the sideline, you know, so he's a guy that can make plays. So I think being without him, especially your first game without him this year, Unless I'm mistaken, because he was in that Dallas game where he got hurt. I think that I think that matters, especially you're going to the loudest stadium. It's going to be rocking there. Super Bowl rematch. They're going to be pumped up. They haven't seen the Chiefs play. There hasn't been a home game in over a month. About a month. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So when you factor in all of those things, you may see the loudest crowd you've seen at Arrowhead this year. Maybe in a, a couple of years. I think it's going to be really crazy Monday night. I really do. So I think not having him really matters, man. Let's quickly touch on the play that has rocked the NFL world. Folks don't. They need to ban it, man. (laughs) We're talking push, push, brotherly shove here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. A couple numbers. This is from last year. The Eagles converted 93.5% of their sneaks when they tried this formation during last year's run. And this previously wasn't uh, this previously wasn't allowed. Pushing the ball carrier forward was forbidden at the highest levels of football. And so the NFL removed the language in the rule book in 2005. College football followed suit in 2013. I've seen this play in high school sidelines now because I do high school covers for KSHB 41, of course, here we're uh, deep into playoffs on the Missouri side, Kansas side is catching up. So, like all, now that the now that the top levels are doing it, it has gone down and emulated all levels of football. This has saturated the game. When you get between fourth down and like one, and your quarterback is a decent size, and you got like a husky dude. I mean, they're running this play like 
I'm not purely of the, and I know where you stand on this. So let me get my, let me get my takeoff as we go along here on Chiefs coast to coast with my wine. You can't let the, like, stop me. You can't go get your uncle to go beat me up. Like you have to, you at a certain point, you gotta, you gotta beat me. You can't just take your ball and go home. Like you have to let defenses adjust, especially at the, the highest levels of football. Like that's how this game has move that's how you create parody in the league like that you can't just out like outlaw something because it is it's not unstoppable we've seen that it doesn't work at all levels again because i've seen some very bad touch pushes go and like fail there are certain teams that can't run it and the key to making this play work is the other kelsey we talk so much about the one as dayton taylor swift this is the one that has an unstoppable play right now i've said this on this platform before I'm not of the belief that we should just go out and just outwardly ban this play. And I know that's going to upset some Chiefs fans because I know for damn sure, I don't know what the over-under is on tush pushes on Monday night, but the Eagles are going to convert a couple of them when it matters the most. This play is not football. I, I, I don't know. what This is not rugby. They're not playing rugby out there. It's not safe. I, it's not about the success rate. It's about the safety of the players. Doesn't the league always preach safety? Right. That's why we have what makes it unsafe, Mark. What do you mean? There's like 15 grown men in a pile (laughs) going head first. (laughs) That is not a safe play. Isn't that most plays along the offensive line and defensive line in the National Football League? This is pretty much 11 on 11. Like this is different. This is almost all 22 guys are, are involved in this play. It is not safe. Is probably why Jalen Hurts is walking around with a gimp knee right now. We need to talk about that as well because that has hampered their running game. I think the injury may be a little more serious than they're leading on, but he's a tough guy, so he's playing through it. But I think that's definitely something that you need to monitor. Maybe you shouldn't run this play as much because your quarterback's knee is hurt. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It It seems logical to me. This is not football, man. It's, I feel like I'm watching rugby when I watch this play. It, it's terrible for the league. I don't I, – I, I disagree. I, I don't think – I think a lot of times people use that player safety thing as like a guise for just saying, oh, well, this is something that I can't explain. Like it, it, you shouldn't be able – at the NFL level, there shouldn't be an unstoppable play. We're not used to teams having this – Thing that they can do that no other team can adjust to over time like eventually guys figure out the wildcat or they figure out the spread offense or they figure out the bubble stuff or stuff that comes over from college like i think that now that there's a play and there's a scheme and there's something that there hasn't been a, a fix or a band-aid or a jimmy quick stop now the next step is oh well we should, we should just ban it in the name of player safety you know it it's not exactly a football play, but like y'all aren't worried about that with kickoffs for 25 years. Y'all weren't worried about that with punt returns where they're taking dudes head off. And like, I, I just don't like, I don't like throwing player safety on it. I know that it's going to impact the game on Monday night. I know you're going to get your picks and your plays as we go back down to Vegas here in the second half. And you're going to tell us how you think this one plays out. But I think a big reason why Philly could possibly pull a big win. I don't even know if you call it an upset. It may be an upset by Vegas standards. Is because they are successful in short yardage, Mark Gunnels, and Kansas City has not been. That's fair. I mean, we talked talk about that earlier. I think the contrast is very interesting. But I do think after the bye, I expect the Chiefs to be a lot more efficient in those situations. Let's get to Vegas. Place your bets. Oh, there it is. There it is. Two touchdowns. Win by Elite Church. Let's go to Vegas with Mark. I'm refreshed, Aaron. I'm ready to go. This second half is going to be lovely. As he takes his last sip of wine, you people listening on audio right now. That's why you should be tapped in with us on the video. You never know what you're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in Vegas. Mark had a much, I mean, hell. If the media needed a bye week and the players and the coaches needed a bye week, Mark Gunnels for damn sure needed a bye, a bye week from, God, from Vegas. Lord of mercy. No, nothing last week, but his season record is 9-17-1. Chiefs are three-point favorites, according to our friends over at DraftKings on 
uh, Monday Night Football. Mark Gunnels gives us three plays every week related to the Chiefs game. They can be Chiefs plays. They can be Eagle plays. Spread, money line. He's gone all over the board looking for winners. They've eluded him so far. But that doesn't mean he's still not on the hunt. He's got his Jayhawk shirt on. They pulled off a big win in the Champions Classic. Mark Gunnels is breaking down the Super Bowl champions here on Chiefs Coast to Coast. He has his three plays from Vegas. Mark Gunnels, take it away. I'm excited, Aaron. I'm giddy. I cannot wait. I needed that week off. I'm so refreshed. Let's get into it. All my plays are Chiefs related this week. That's how good I'm feeling this week. So let's start it off with the player props. My first one, Sky Moore, Aaron. I'm taking his over on receiving yards. It's only 15 and a half. It's 15 and a half, Aaron. I have to take a stab at it. I have to. How can I not? I mean, for what is worth, last game he had 33 on two catches against the Dolphins. 15 and a half? 15 and a half. I had to take that. <laughs> he, I had to. He can get that on one catch. And I, I do think there's going to be a concerted effort to get him involved more in the second half of the year. He's your second round pick. He's the, That's very valuable, obviously. I don't think the Chiefs want to admit they made a mistake. So I think they're going to try to really force him to put him in positions to get the ball. So I think he crushes this number at 15 and a half. That's probably my favorite play, actually. Second play, I like this a lot too. Harrison Bucker, over two and a half extra points made. So that means the Chiefs have to score at least three touchdowns. I think they do that. I think they score at least three, at least three touchdowns this game. Once again, after the bye, Andrew's been cooking up for the past two weeks. I think the offense gets rolling. This Eagles defense has been pretty inconsistent. They can be had. You know, it's not the, as dominant as it was last year. So I think at home, first game back at home in a month, I think they put on the show for the crowd. I think they score at least three touchdowns, which would mean Harrison Bucker should make at least three extra points to go over to two and a half. And the last play, keeping it simple, Chiefs money line. I'm not messing with the spread. It's two and a half. I'm not messing with that. It's too close. Just Chiefs on the money line, win straight up. You know, normally in a big rematch like this, the losing team should have the more incentive to win, right? But I don't think that's the case here because the Eagles been talking all offseason about it was the field. That's why we lost. It was because of the field. Well, you know what, Aaron? You know what type of grass they have in Arrowhead? It's natural grass. You know why I know you know? Because you stood on it several times. It's not that fake stuff in Arizona. So I think the Chiefs players, they're petty like that. So we're like, okay, now what's your excuse? We'll beat you on regular grass now. So I think that's going to be extra motivation for them as well. So those are my three plays. Sky Moore over receiving yards at 15 and a half. Harrison Bucker over on extra points made at two and a half. And Chiefs winning straight up on the money line. Woo! You don't, like, you don't a- like that? You don't like that Bucker one, huh? This is a one and two week if I ever seen it. This is oh, so. What are the two that you? This, this could be a disaster because if Sky Moore doesn't hit over fifteen and a half, not only is that bad for your plays, but like that would be a that would be a rock bottom moment. I think. I think that that has to happen. But Butker over. I don't like that because Casey hasn't been scoring touchdowns. We just said they scored two. They scored twenty two touchdowns over the first nine games and now they welcome in the best team in the national football league like harrison bucker might have four field goals and one extra point but didn't you say you expected to see a lot more touchdowns in the second half of the season doesn't it it's just start now i don't know if it's happening against billy dog (laughs) you sounded like pat mahomes senior right there what was that (laughs) the philly blunts aaron this is philly blunts week we forgot about that. We're talking about Burrow. This is, what about the Philly Bloods? I actually forgot about that. I'm gonna have to tweet. I'm gonna have to tweet that back yeah, out. Yeah, we, yeah, that get out get that engagement. Get that <laughs> engagement. Oh yeah, yeah, All right. I think it's a one and two week. I, so, I, so you're picking I, the Eagles to win. You got the Eagles. I do. I think the Eagles are playing better football right now. And none of the and, and he whispered that y'all. He said I do. Look, I'll be real. And honestly, going into the Super Bowl last year, I was in first place in the Arrowhead Pride Pools picks back when they had 
all the writers pick. They don't do that anymore. I think they try to blackball me from the league, but I usually, when the Chiefs lose, I don't pick a Chiefs loss often, but when I do, it's usually like a Philly or Cincinnati type thing. And I don't know. This one just smells like. So you're fading Andy Reid off the bye. Wow. I'm fading how the offense has been playing as of late. Hell yeah, bro. They haven't, they have not been effective the last eight. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. But who knows? Next time we come back on episode 65 here on Chiefs Coast to Coast Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, we might be dissecting another Chiefs win and I'll have some egg on my face and Mark Gunnels might have his first 3-0 and week of the year. You need a 3-0 and week. I need one bad. Did you? Like water. <laughs> that brother starved. <laughs> For Mark Gunnels in LA, Steven Turner behind the board. I'm Aaron Lang. Coast to Coast Boys. We out. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.